Welcome to the Grow Old With Me podcast, where we connect our family to yours through openness and vulnerability, while keeping God's truth at the center of our discussions. Hello, and welcome back to the Grow Old With Me podcast. I'm Peter with my wife, Crystal, uh, beginning episode 13. And in this one, uh, we're going to be talking about something we've labeled New Level, New Devil. And it basically comes down to this conclusion uh, that growth is hard. Uh, I feel like Crystal and I have actually been uh, on a growing path. Uh, Specifically, we've kind of outlined to you in our last one, uh, Crystal's word is surrender. We've been trying to surrender our lives more fully and follow Christ and his will for us. And in the process of doing that, um, we've met challenges and difficulty. I think that we probably should have expected, but now that it's here uh, and it is it continues to come, um, we thought maybe we'd do a podcast on it to kind of uh, share what we've learned. And I think we can't take credit for the new level, new devil saying. I think that was, I got it off of a Joyce Meyer, um, her, one of her live broadcasts. And if you have not listened to her live broadcast, I would suggest doing it. Um, JoyceMeyer.org and her broadcast, but she talks a lot about how Satan will attack us when we grow closer to Christ. And that is our ultimate goal here on earth is to follow Christ and increase his kingdom. And I think we get so wrapped up in, oh, look at what this person has and I need to work a few extra hours so I can get this shiny car that I want and oh, my kids aren't dressed appropriately or oh, I think we get so weighted down in our circumstances and the ways of this world that we often forget um, what is our true goal here on earth. And basically it comes down to following Christ and doing what he asks and talking to others about Christ and trying to increase his kingdom. Yeah, we we said that in, in our mission statement. It's basically to seek God's will and do what it says, do what he says. Um, and I, I feel like um, we kind of brought that up that um, there's even in the Christian community, it, it feels like there's not a lot of people really actively making their lives pursue God's will for their lives. And I think, quite honestly, that's exactly where the devil wants those, even those Christians. He's not necessarily leaving um, them alone um, unless probably they're they're um, not fighting against what he has in mind and actually following where God wants. Because I think God wants us to be different than the world, to not be conformed to the pattern of the world. He wants us to do what is not culturally um, normal. And I think if we're not facing opposition, then that's a question we can ask ourselves as well. Why am I not facing opposition? Am I not? Because if we are growing towards Christ, there's going to be opposition. Right. Yeah, obviously, um, Satan is not going to be happy with growth, uh, growth toward God and his will. Um, I think um, that that opposition definitely is is going to come when we leave that area where he was comfortable having us, basically as ineffective Christians. And if we start showing signs that we're going to start being effective, I think that's when he's going to get most active in our lives to try to slow us down and make us question, why are we taking this leap into uh, something new? And I think he does it in different ways. And Peter and I sat down a little while ago and we talked, we kind of listed out a few ways that we feel like he comes at us. So the first one we thought of was by distracting us. And it seems pretty harmless, but our minds are not supposed to be wandering all day long. 
Um, we just finished this book. <laughs> Joyce Meyer has a big influence on this podcast, yeah. obviously, but we just finished reading her book, The Battlefield of the Mind. And that was one of the chapters in there was, let's not let our minds wander all day long because that is where Satan is going to attack. He's going to attack our minds and he wants us to have a wandering mind because then we are not focused on our goal. Right. I mean, any, any way he can, um, keep us away from what the goal is, it's kind of a, a a mission in and of itself it's kind of a good defense is to just get us focused on something that is contrary to where god's leading us and then the next one we had was like creating obstacles and we talked about how this could be a lot of different things i think problems can come up i think frustrations like cars can break or um we money might run out and we could be worried about that kids start misbehaving things like that but i think he puts people and circumstances in our path, and right, just maybe to to say it's it's difficult. And I think not just um, it, not just some spiritual realm, which I think definitely is true. But I think something very very true on this is that culture itself is going to oppose us. Uh, mainstream, even even people within our own churches are going to maybe feel uncomfortable and and um, out of place by. Um, believers who are or actively listening to what God is asking them to do and then and then actually doing it I think can can really face some opposition among um, believers non-believers alike and then another one was casting doubt and fears into us I think God has given us spiritual gifts and he's given us missions and um, I think he Satan wants us to believe that God is not actually speaking to us I think we've all felt when we feel like, oh, maybe I'm being pulled in this direction and God is wanting me to do something. Right. And I think Satan is pretty good about being like, ah, yeah. was that really what he wanted you to Which do? Which is kind of or? what he did at the very first temptation of Eve. He goes, did God really say? I mean, that was kind of the very first thing he did is to try to say, no, that, that can't be what God's asking you to do. That's too hard or that's not what people would agree with. Um, even though you might be quite sure that that's actually um, the voice of God asking you to do something. So I think um, just knowing that if we are doubting ourselves or doubting God's plan for us, that is more than likely not coming from God because he does not, he doesn't give us a spirit of that. He wants us to move forward and he wants to bless us in that. So, um, and then attacking who we are in Christ as well. Um, maybe making us feel less than, no I think that grace, he wants us to feel like we are not worthy of Christ's right. grace. Like um, because I'm sinful, God somehow can't use me. And I, Yeah, and he can, and he loves us, and he, he died for us. And the last two ways that Satan tempts us are he supplies us with worldly comfort and pleasures, and um, I feel like he is very good at igniting our own spirit of pride. And I think pride is something that I think probably everybody struggles with. I think yeah. we all get a little too big for our britches sometimes I think, and don't give God the credit. I think those first two you said too are something that we all struggle with as well is, is comfort and pleasure. Uh, we, we have this idea that we should, we should be happy. Uh, and I think we define that happiness based on what everyone around us is doing. And we kind of make a comparison around other people and say, well, they have this nice thing or they get to do this nice vacation or uh, and, and we then say well 
we can't do what God is asking us to do and still get that, you know? So I think we want to seek that comfort and pleasure for ourselves. And I think once we attain that, then I think we do get that, that pride of, oh, look what I did. And I think with all three of those, with, um, with our comfort, seeking comfort and pleasures, and then our pride, I think are good ways that Satan distracts us from our ultimate goal here. Right. Well, absolutely. I, I think if we just keep in mind that uh, our goal really ought to be to be imitators of God as dearly loved children, like, like Ephesians 5, 1 says, um, if we keep that in mind, then I think we're less likely to be um, falling for any of those uh, ploys that we just went over what, what the devil uses. I think it's nice that the Bible supplies us with a good example of how we should be in Jesus. And um, Jesus was not immune to temptations, and Satan came right at him as well. But unlike us, <laughs> I think Jesus was able to recognize it for what it is right. and shut it down right away. And he used the word of God to shut it down. Right. Um, but first, Satan came at him physically. He had been out in the wilderness for 40 days, and he said, can you turn these stones into bread? And Jesus turned him down at that point. Um, and then he goes into the doubts. Like he went after the physical first, and then he goes into his doubts about um, throw yourself down and God can save you, trying to test God. And the last one was pride. The world can be yours if you just worship the devil. And Jesus three times turned him down with the word of God. And I think we need to remember that. We need to have the word of God in us. And we need to follow Jesus' example. And um, put Satan in his place. And know that I don't need these material things on earth that you're trying to distract me with. I don't I don't need your guilt and shame and condemnation. Um, yeah. Just going to God with it. Right. I I think even with, with Jesus, we, we look at those temptations and say, oh, maybe that, that tempting was done at that point. But uh, we, we were just reading in uh, Matthew 16, right, right after uh, Peter announced so, so boldly that uh, to Jesus, you are the Son of God, after Jesus asks, who, who am I? Um, Jesus tells him then that he's going to die, and Peter says, no. Uh, we're not going to let that happen. And at that point, Jesus says to him, like this guy who just professed his faith in him and, and kind of wants to courageously battle with him. And Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. Uh, in verse 23, it says, you are a stumbling block to me. Uh, you do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. So I think uh, we need to even be on guard that um, we can even have our, our Christian friends, people who even believe in Jesus can actually potentially be stumbling blocks to what God has in mind for us. Uh, and Jesus shows us that with, with what he did with Peter. And I think it's kind of a hard pill to swallow. I think um, realizing that we're probably going to be under Satan's attacks our entire lives. And it's not a picture painted with sunshines and roses. But the end picture is um, we need to serve Christ with our life on this earth. And in the end, we get heaven. Right. Yeah, I think that's that's something is on this earth. There's really no guarantee of comfort, uh, even like uh, that, that the happiness that the world has. Uh, Jesus actually gives a, a different picture 
to to his disciples he makes it sound um like it's going to be hard and ultimately that if if you're going to be true followers of christ that we've got to pick up our cross and follow him to, to the point of death um that following him is going to ruffle some feathers that people are going to be offended and they're going to be upset um that that his followers are opposing what what he wants for them there's definitely a real cost to discipleship but we have to keep in mind that that cost it is worth it. I mean, it, it actually includes a relationship with the creator of the world. And even if the world opposes us, and even if the devil is going to try to stop us from being imitators of God, it's still worth the journey to know God more and become more like him. Um, and we got to keep that, that in mind as that opposition comes. Uh, we'll look at Romans 5. It says, uh, We rejoice in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. It's saying that, um, yeah, maybe it's uncomfortable uh, when we, when we um, follow Christ and that persecution comes. But um, oh, it's worthwhile because God has something better in store for us. He's actually building us to be more like him. So we've talked kind of a lot about how the devil comes at us, but I do think that it's important to have a general understanding of how he does these things. And I think if we are thinking about how he um, tempts us, our minds will be sharper and we'll be more ready for him when he does come. Um, One thing that I have taken from the broadcast that Joyce Meyer is talking about I listened to a series on um, are you resisting the devil or assisting the devil? <laughs> I think it's a pretty pretty interesting question to ask ourselves. And unfortunately, I think a lot of times in my life, I'd have to say that I am assisting him. I am, I am helping him prevent me from reaching my goal of serving Christ and increasing his kingdom. Um, So one thing she said that when she realizes that Satan is coming at her and it's working, she'll say out loud, I rebuke you, Satan. You are not welcome here. And I know it sounds probably crazy. (laughs) I haven't done it too often in my my life because I still am not to the point where I'm completely comfortable with it. But even though it is crazy, I do think it has some practical value. I was saying, you're not welcome in our home. You're not welcome here. You're not welcome in my mind. Um, You're not in charge of me. God is. So I think that is something that um, I've been trying to put into practice since I've listened to that one. Yeah, I think it's James 4 that says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And then right after it says, but if you draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. So I mean, it kind of goes both ways on that one. Um, I think another thing we can do uh, just to make sure that um, we're growing and as a result of that growth and when the devil comes with his, his schemes that um, we, we go at that with the armor of God that we, we consciously choose to put on the full armor of God. In verse 11 it says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Like that's actually kind of the purpose of the armor of God is, is to be on guard of what the devil is doing and making sure that we're able to stand our guard. Um, and as you put on those things, the belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, feet of readiness, shield of faith, helmet of salvation, sword of the spirit. Um, throughout the whole thing, uh, I see three times it says, stand firm, stand your ground, stand firm. Uh, like, don't give up. Uh, just keep 
keep at it. And I think once you get uh, to the very end of that, that chapter, Ephesians 6, uh, the last thing it says after you've equipped yourself and put all those things on is, is to pray. Pray and keep praying. Uh, in, in verse 18 of the same chapter, it says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Uh, I think what he's just saying is, um, as you step out into the battle of following Christ, the battle against the devil is you got to take prayer with you. Take uh, your relationship with God on a real level to ask him for help when things get hard. Even if it seems like trivial things, even if it seems like, oh, God doesn't need to help me with that. It's ridiculous. But I think just including him into our life, into our everyday life. I know the days where I feel the most separated from God and that have been, I, my reactions have been poor, have been days where I'm not going to him and I'm not going to him on a daily basis. I think if we are, I think our days would look a whole lot better. Right. Yeah, I think we have to recognize that um, we, we can understand what uh, the devil's schemes are. And I, I think, unfortunately, no matter how mature a Christian is, there are setbacks that occur. There are times where we go the wrong direction. And I think we have to, in humility, um, admit our brokenness and say to God that we're sorry for going the wrong direction. And then just be persistent in growth. And make that our goal is to make sure we are pursuing God. And even when we take a step the wrong direction, that we turn right around and pursue him um, more, for, for more growth. When we choose to accept God's invitation for growth, we can be sure that resistance and difficulty will accompany that growth. But when it does, let's choose to stand firm, endure the attack, and continue to pursue Christ. We can rejoice in the midst of the difficulty because God will use those challenges to continue the process of growth in us and make us more like Him.